Welcome to the Bailey home. Uh, this is our kitchen and I'm glad that uh, you can come and join me this morning as we gather large to connect small, that we worship together and uh, we grow in our faith together. Uh, we are still in quarantine Christianity. I know many are asking, when are we going to be able to get back to the church? And I just want to let you know, this past week we met. The SLC, our Servant Leadership Council, has um, discussed and we have organized a team with key leaders from the church to establish a very thoughtful plan. And uh, we'll be meeting and getting that information out to you regularly so you know exactly where we are in that process uh, I am looking forward to when we can get back and we can physically sing together and can physically interact with each other and I miss seeing your faces and looking forward to those moments. But you know, through this time, I feel like we've learned a lot of things. We've grown in a lot of different ways. I think it has helped me um, really not take for granted being together physically and just the importance of that and being uh, in, a, in a room with other believers and, and inviting people into that family is such a powerful thing. But I've also learned, and I hope we've all learned, that the church is not the building. And even though we're in our homes, we're still able to be the church. We're still able to worship. We're still able to do the things that Christ started the church to be and do. And, uh, and just new opportunities. I think right now as we gather um, and we circle in our groups online through Zoom and other, other online sources, we're finding new ways to do things that's exciting. And uh, maybe you're busy, you had a busy schedule, your business, uh, your work did not allow you to connect as much as you would like. And I think now we have some new opportunities, some ways to reach people that weren't able to connect with us before. And so I think God is opening new doors and we're excited about that. Uh, and we want to be very intentional about moving forward together as a family. I would encourage you that we're, this is something we're, we're doing together. We're partnering together in. Uh, we're going to need patience. Uh, we're going to need, uh, when we do come back, for us to be um, doing things to the best of our ability and, and making sure that we're taking care of those um, that are at risk and, and making sure we're taking all the precautions we need to um, to do this the right way and, and really to honor God with what we're doing. That's the goal. And so you find yourself this morning, this is the Ray Dunn part of our kitchen and my beautiful wife Jessica has put this uh, together and it encourages me every morning when I come up uh, into the kitchen and uh, maybe make coffee or get breakfast ready and, and I just see um, this setup and the good mornings and the, you know, be happy. Today's a great day to be alive. Um, just those little things can encourage you and support you in the morning. It helps me out a lot, and it's a good point of reference for me in the day. But you know, life is full of challenges, and life is full of things um, that can distract us and pull us away from, from really having a healthy focus and really having that kind of focus that I think God wants us to have. And so as we dive into James and we continue the study as we uh, look to be healthy during this time uh, spiritually, uh, the question I have is, what guides our thoughts and actions? Uh, what is the guide for you right now when you uh, have thoughts and how you live out those thoughts with your actions? And so as we go to this, this time of looking to God's word, let's precede it with prayer. If you pray with me, please. Father God, I am so grateful for today. I am grateful for your love. I am grateful for your hope. And Lord, we ask you to guide us in this conversation as we look at what you revealed to James to speak to us. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, move in our hearts, move in our lives, and give us wisdom as we search to know you better. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and Lord, we ask you to speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. 
As we look at James chapter 3, and we're going to be beginning in verse 3, the context here is James has been building this teaching. He's been building um, this point of emphasis that faith without works is dead, um, and that as followers of Christ, we can't ignore the needs of people. Um, We can't show favoritism, um, that we are to consider it pure joy when we're going through tough stuff. And, And he's saying, you know, the heart reveals the actions. The belief reveals the actions. And in many ways, both good and bad. And he's living more into that. And he's using the example here of animals and of a ship, that it shows the power of our thoughts and the words that we use. And here's what he says in James chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits into the mouth of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is small, part of the body, but makes great boasts. And so he's saying, look, there's something that guides our actions. There's something that we follow. And many times it's, a, it's something that begins within our thoughts and then it comes out as words and then we live out those words. We live out those thoughts. And, and though it's a small part of who we are, anatomy, our tongue is a very small part. It has a major part to play in who we are, what we do, what we're known for. Our words can define us in so many ways and they have major impacts. And, and James is really saying it can It can affect the trajectory of your life. The path of your life can be uh, based on the words you say. And that's that's a pretty big deal. He continues on. Consider what, what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire. A world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. Sets the whole course of one's life on fire. And is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. And so he's he's really emphasizing the fact that our tongues can bring devastation. Our words can cause major harm. And today, as we celebrate this weekend, Memorial Day, and we think about those who sacrificed their lives, who've given of themselves um, so that we can have freedoms and, and that we can, we can have the liberties that we have today. Um, many of that was because evil leaders like Hitler, Mussolini, uh, Miles Zedong, all of these leaders used words to manipulate and their words were full of hatred and evil and, 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 and their power was brought to them by their words and, and that this fire was kindled and this forest fire. We see millions of lives um, being uh, brought to an end through these wars. And so... Uh, we have so many examples of how words can affect the world and how um, our thoughts that become words have the power to destroy. And, and I think that James is really emphasizing that we should never underestimate the power of our words. We should never underestimate what happens when we allow words to come out and how they're directed at people and how they're directed at um, just the value of things around us. Verse 9, James continues, he says, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth comes praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Neither a salt spring can produce fresh water. 
And so James is saying, look, um, you, can't, you can't go to the Lord and say, you're amazing and I love you and I worship you. And then in the same instance, turn around and curse someone or uh, attack someone verbally, um, abusing them or belittling them because they were made in Christ's image. And, and, it, and it doesn't work where you can worship him, but mis, uh, misuse and mistreat those he loves and cares for and he sees um, as himself. And this isn't just for the church. This isn't just how we treat each other or, or those that are believers. This is really how the world, how, how we're to interact in the world, that, that we are to love people and have passion and, and, and see that God loves people and God values people and knowing the importance of, of our words to each other. Now, as I was thinking about this, I thought about the fact that that James uses the term poison, and because poison destroys and, and it corrupts, and uh, what is the opposite of poison? Something that's healthy for you, something that gives life. And, and for me, here at my home, in my kitchen, um, I have my vitamins, and every day I try to take these vitamins. Why do I take the vitamins? Because I know that these vitamins um, are going to give me things that my body needs for energy, for clarity of thought, um, for sleep. All these different things that God's created my body to need to function properly, the vitamins support that in my body. And so when I take the vitamins, I know it's beneficial. I know it brings life. It brings energy. It brings power. Likewise, when I hear in the house, um, spider, dad, there's a spider here, right? Or there's something that needs to die. Um, I get this out, right? And, uh, you know, I'm not endorsing these companies. Uh, I get it out because I know it brings death. Right? It's poison. And so when I was thinking about this concept that, that out of us cannot flow both vitamins or life and poison and death. And so I think as, as, we, as we consider the question, where do my thoughts, what guides my thoughts and my actions? And we recognize the, the, the point that we should never underestimate the power of our words. We need to begin to think Am I bringing life to myself? Am I bringing life to the people around me, in my home, the people that I love? Am I bringing life to my community? Am I bringing life to the people that I interact with on a daily basis? And so I want to give you some tools right now to help you in this process of of considering this. How can I live this out? How can I take this teaching that James is giving and put action to it? And so the first step I would encourage you with, James tells us this, this analogy. He gives this analogy of looking into the mirror, looking into the mirror. And, and this is the perfect mirror. This is the mirror of the, of the law of liberty, the perfect law of love. This is God revealing to us who he is in light of who he is, who we are. And when we look into that and we, we see that he's calling us for our thoughts and our words to be full of life. And so would you be willing to be honest now and look at the mirror, the spiritual mirror that God is allowing us to have through his words and to really take some inventory in your life when it comes to this issue of what's coming out of your mouth and how are you speaking truth and life into the world or death? And so I think the first area that's very helpful as a tool for us is to consider our self-talk, consider the things we say to ourselves in our mind. I think much of what we do in life begins as a seed in our thoughts because no one can see those thoughts. No one really knows those thoughts except us. And for many of us, I believe we're struggling and challenged because we have so much poison in our self-talk. So much of what we say about ourselves or think about ourselves uh, on the inside is, is poison. 
It's destructive. It's devaluing ourselves or even maybe overemphasizing ourselves and thinking that we're better than others. Or It's just not in a healthy place for many of us. And I would say throughout my life, I see this as a challenge. And I think it's a challenge for all of us to recognize that self-talk, that thing that we do within our, in our minds about life, about who we are. And really, that's where our words come from, that, that self, um, those thoughts will, will turn into uh, the things that, that we're going to share with others and we're going to say, and that's going to lead to action. And so, is it possible, is it possible for you and for me to have control over our self-talk? Can we guide our self-talk? Can we hand over these, these words, these thoughts over to God and submit them to him. I believe we can. I believe that, that Jesus tells us in Luke 6.45, he says, from the heart comes the words, and from the heart is where our treasure is, and, and it shows who we truly are. And that if we ask God for the Holy Spirit to come in us, he says he will give us the Holy Spirit, and he will uh, reveal these things, and he will cleanse us, and he will clean us, and he will, he will help us to get spiritual vitamins into our brains, to be thinking the positive things God has for us, to be thinking about ourselves and, and to have uh, these thoughts that are, that are beneficial and life-giving and, and that we begin to look at the world around us the way God sees it, that he's going to redeem this. He loves um, people. He desires for them to come to salvation. He desires for us to love him more and more every day. And then just waking up every day and saying, I know God loves me and I want to love him and I want to be all in today. I want to be all in for the Lord. And so I think it starts with our self-talk. Where's your self-talk? Can you be honest with yourself as you look into the mirror? What is God revealing to you? Um, it, could there be a, a, a place where you could pursue having healthier self-talk? And then I think that leads to how you talk to the people you love, the people in your life. Many of you know my mom passed away a little over a year ago. And one of the things I learned that God really convicted me of is the importance of how I talk to the ones I love, the people that are in my life, not to take them for granted. And so as I think about this and my challenge to you and my challenge for myself is uh, as you think through the people you love, go through that list, um, write it down, think about it. Do you say more words of spiritual vitamins of life and encouragement and support to the people you love? Or is there poison in that? And, and, and you're just, you, sometimes when we're comfortable and we're at home, we say things we would never say in public and we treat each other ways we would never treat anyone else. And I think that's a, a powerful point for all of us to start with is, is learning to be spiritually encouraging and supportive of the people that are closest to us, that God put those people in our lives as a way of growing us and maturing us. And so how are those relationships? How are those conversations? Are they filled with spiritual vitamins or are they filled with spiritual poison? And then finally, I, I would encourage you to evaluate how do you think of the world? How do you interact with the world? Um, do you bring life into the world? Do your words promote life and, and pointing people to the hope in Christ and, and revealing his truth? Or are you telling the world, uh, just attacking it? I think we're challenged right now. I think this is a major issue. I think when you look on social media, the the, the the church, uh, those of us that claim to know Christ, I think we may be falling into the, the enemy's trap of thinking it's okay to, to, to attack 
people's value as humans. They're made in the image of God. We're told throughout Scripture, especially by Jesus, to love our enemies, to pray for those who persecute us, to pray for those who misuse us, not to attack them. And so I think this is a huge issue for all of us to consider especially in this you know, election year and all these things that are happening around us. We don't want to be sucked into the world's way. We want to do this the way God has created us to do this, to value him, to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love each other, love our neighbors as ourselves. And so as we listen to James share with us the importance of our words, how they make an impact, and, and we think that that all starts with our thoughts, what do we need to do next? What is God calling you to? What is, he, what is his next step? What is he revealing to you? Maybe this morning it's just, you know, you want to submit to Christ. You want to say, you know what? I haven't, I've, I've, I've resisted God. I've resisted this relationship. But right now I'm sensing that he's calling me to himself. And I'm ready to make that commitment. I'm ready to receive him. Well, if that's you today, please reach out to us. Um, and really, you can speak directly to God. You don't need anybody else. He'll hear you but he doesn't want you to do it alone. And so please reach out to us at gaten.church slash connect. Let us know that that's where you are in your, your walk in life, and we want to support you through that. Um, and so please, please, please let us know if that's a decision that you're making in your life today. I think for, for those who, who, who say, you know, I've, I've committed my life to Christ, but you know my words are probably more poison than vitamins, and uh, I really struggle in this area, and I need help. Well, maybe today it's just a day to say, I'm going to commit. I'm going to commit to being honest. I'm going to commit to looking into the mirror. And when God shows me something, I'm going to recognize it. I'm going to ask him to help me. And and maybe you look at that list of relationships of the people you love, and and you just need to be more intentional about giving them vitamins spiritually, of encouraging and supporting them. And um, it really is not something we can do on our own. I, I believe only the Holy Spirit can empower us to do this. But he says he'll help us if we ask. So are you willing to ask today? Are you willing to go to him with that? You know, none of us are called to do this alone. This, and, and we all struggle with this. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves in thinking that we've all this figured out and we've got it perfectly um, organized in our lives. These are things we all work on and, and, and we've got to encourage each other because we're doing this together. And so as we finish um, this, this part of James and we continue on serving the Lord together um, and we sing our closing song, This is an opportunity every week that we set aside to worship God, to to worship him with our offerings. And so if you're with us and you're watching, you're a guest, or you're just checking this out, we have no expectation for you to give. But if you feel that you're part of the family and you want to support the ministry of Gaten and you you see the value in it, then I would encourage you to to go to gaten.church slash give and ask God what he'd have you to give. Um, he, he, it amazes me how clearly he talks to us when we talk to him. And so that's my prayer, that we would be open to God's revelation, that we would be listening to him, that our words would reflect our hearts, and that our hearts would be submitted to God. So as we sing, let's allow God to speak to us as we sing his praises. Let's sing.